0: My name is Jay Downton. My definition of relentless is if you truly believe in something, you will do whatever it takes to get it done. And that is being relentless. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I am Kyle Dubé, and I'm very excited to have Jay Downton here, who is the CEO of the, uh, the CEO of what Oilers Nation Nation Network like, the is Nation, it all? The Nation yeah. Network yeah it started Network. as Oilers Nation started now. at Oilers Nation local to Edmonton mm-hmm. entrepreneur business guy dad mm-hmm. community philanthropist all these different things for a young man you've done a lot of stuff in your life let's get into it where, cool. where you're from Edmonton
0: born and raised in Edmonton uh all my family's from Moose Jaw. My parents, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, so yeah. I always say half my heart's from Moose Jaw. Yeah. Um, they, they're only, the only two that left Moose Jaw. Okay. Uh, and then they came to Edmonton and uh, kind of planted their roots. And So I'm an Edmonton boy, Edmonton but I've boy. got – Big family? Uh, but No, I'm an only child.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go.
0: There you go. Yeah. Do you,
1: but you obviously, listen, you're a big team, but you obviously play well with others. Yeah. <laughs> For you know, an only child. Know, it
0: took me a while. Very <laughs> yeah. selfish. <laughs> yeah, very selfish. Need all the attention. Everything about you,
1: right? Jay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last name Downton, like Downton. Abbey, like Downton Abbey. Yeah. Now, so you know what's interesting? My wife loves that show. Mm-hmm. I've never watched it. Have you ever watched it?
0: Uh, no, I've so, been. I should. It's my namesake. It's your namesake. Yeah. It's right? my Abbey. You
1: can you get maybe some residuals off or something. But regardless, I uh, this is a true story. I'm not even trying to be funny, although I always try to be funny because mm-hmm. I think I'm funny. Uh, for probably a year or two and I heard, kept hearing about downtown Abbey mm. and I thought it was downtown Abbey and it was this old British show and stuff and I didn't know about it but people are raving about it and I'm not lying to you and this is a true story I was like down like maybe it's like an old-timey prostitute downtown Abbey but that's not what it was it was Downton Abbey
0: so like well for, for all my life everyone like a lot of people jump make that quick assumption when they see my name they say oh Jade downtown really is that your name and you're like well no it's it's actually down minus the w you have to point that out because of that show, it's actually helped a lot of people. Oh, uh, Jay yeah, Downtown. They see get I actually get government mail to Jay Downtown. Really? Even the government's been foiled by it. When by really this. your
1: nickname should be Downtown Jay. That's well, a that's, solid nickname.
0: Well, like, yeah. It's like I'm Downtown Junior because my dad was downtown. Okay. Uh, right? So at the golf course, Downtown. Okay, yeah. Downtown Junior. And, I, and actually, my parents named me Jay Ryan, so they call me JR, so it fit really good. Beauty. I, think, I believe I was named after JR Ewing oh, from Dallas. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I, you know, it's my last name, Dubé. If the accent they goo is not on the E, it's Doob or Doobie. Mm-hmm. That was my whole life. Mm-hmm. So Need that inflection. Yeah, exactly. Well, so born and raised in Edmonton, uh, played sports, were involved in creativity, things like what were you doing?
0: Yeah, no, I grew up playing sports. I grew up playing hockey uh, and baseball and golf. Yeah. So basically the sports my dad was big into. Yeah, I yeah. I would around playing that.
1: Yeah, and then were you um, – the, what, do you go to school? Like, what was, when you were when when young uh, downtown Jay was growing up, like, what were you thinking? what did you want to be?
0: You know, it's it's like when you're, yeah. I always thought I was gonna get into business, okay. um, but I was always just beating my head at, uh, around what I would be doing in business. I right. always created this like vision of like, oh, I'm just gonna drive around town because I got a business here and a business there <laughs> yeah. and a business there, yeah. not even knowing what the hell that meant, right? But then I guess trying to reverse engineer, uh, what that is over time. But, uh, I always kind of knew I was going to get into that, but I also realized that like, well, I got to go to school and learn a little bit of something and sure. then get a job so I can make some income. So maybe I could start a business. Sure. Um, what'd your dad do? What'd your mom do? Uh, mom was in, uh, she, w- she was in healthcare. Okay. Uh, so she was, she was an RN by trade, Kay. uh, but specialized in, um, like uh, k- kids and adults with disabilities. So okay. she worked at uh, this facility downtown called the Eric Cormack Center, which is now no longer, but like, it was, it was like a, like a, a care, like a care hospital facility for uh, people with severe dis- disabilities. Okay. So she, she ran that. And then, then I went to school right across the street from that. Okay. So it was beautiful. We lived yeah. downtown. We would walk, she'd walk me to school because she cool. was right across the street. Yeah. anytime you know i'd see her out my mom was a smoker so i'd always see her out when i was on recess i would have to smoke yeah uh which was kind of funny but uh so she was in that and then dad was a bunch of things um he he was into business himself he did some land development uh throughout his years uh yeah he he was a kind of a jack of all trades type guy um you know he when he was done school and stuff, he drove Greyhound bus for a long time, right. and then from there bought a hotel in Penticton. Oh, wow. And like that's when my parents left uh, Moose Jaw, was to go to Penticton first, oh, okay. and then they came to Everton. Yeah. So just kind of like-
1: But he had a real him. entrepreneurial spirit.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I was exposed to that sure. uh, at a young age, and just kind of hearing how he talked and, and, and uh, you know how he thought, and just kind of what he talked about, kind of just, that was my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, all thing with dad is that he always just talked about work, always. Right.
1: But uh, but uh, uh, you know I'll I'll say it this way and maybe I'm wrong but a bit of a dreamer let's do this let's do that like that entrepreneurial side of him where you he's a risk taker you got to take yeah. risks to be able to do that no which
0: no, is, no ambition and yeah uh, that kind of fearlessness to kind of take the leap
1: yeah which is when we get into your side of the business stuff is obviously has been bestowed onto you too with some of the stuff that you've done now i find it interesting what your mom did because we're also going to get into some of your philanthropy later but you were exposed then to somebody in what i'm going to call the helping field mm-hmm. right which was probably good for you growing up you know it,
0: it was like and in, 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 I, I did not leave this my mom led this but when i went to school across the street uh we developed this like program to like classes would come in yeah uh and do a tour and spend like an afternoon in the facility and like work with uh some of the people that, that were there so yeah. got exposed to that and like mom I, I probably mom wanted me to do that and she sure. led a lot and built that bridge so that was something that went on for like jeez i think that was like maybe two or three years while i was at school yeah. i i don't know if it lived on after i left that school yeah, but yeah. uh it was something that uh all the like all the grades like three four five six grades would uh go and do that which yeah. was neat,
1: which is cool right but again i believe that whenever young people are exposed to that uh, type of stuff uh, it, it creates empathy mm-hmm. and awareness mm-hmm. and and uh, and for some people later in life that philanthropy potentially and and just wanted to be community builders and uh, and helping others mm-hmm. right so so that's pretty cool now let's get into your business ventures mm-hmm. uh, you're a young man you're in school where'd you go to school Nate. Nate. What did you take there? Business? Business. Awesome. Yeah. I got my oldest boy just finished his two-year there. Good. Yeah, yeah. I know
0: I got a lot of good things to say about Nate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My wife's an instructor there as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in the radio television. But uh, I like them too because they help pay my mortgage, which is good. <laughs> you, um, you go to business, and then what are you doing? You come out. You're what? How old are you? 20, 21, 22? Uh, 21. 21? Yeah. And what are you doing?
0: Well, so I went business uh, with a finance uh, focus and so kind of like all paths lead to go work at a bank, right? Like that's like, that's who's hiring, right? And I just want a job. Sure. Because I still have a lot to learn still. Uh, So yeah, no, started, uh, got a job as a teller at uh, Capital City Savings. Okay. So that's before it became service or merged with service. Yeah. Uh, So started my banking career. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Um, So yeah, jumped into that and then kind of just kind of you know my mission was to kind of get into business banking as quickly as they would allow me um so i actually uh stayed at cap city then moved to atb um because kind of that opportunity was there sure um and fast track so <laughs> went over there and then started kind of you know getting into that uh side of the the banking business and uh yeah my mission was to do things like meet a bunch of different business owners yeah Learn from a bunch of see just see a bunch of different businesses. Learn what's good, what's bad, and kind of yeah. formulate my own ideas. And also, most importantly, learn how to get money right. Um, so, because no, no.
1: you still have this desire of I need to own businesses that I get to drive around
0: to. Yeah, I need. So yeah. this was they your, need money. You, I got to find out right. to get it. So that's, that's, right. that's the first step is find out uh, how banks work and what they need to see, and also just like talk to people that are doing stuff in different industries, and also kind of getting an idea. what i want to do but also in the meantime was also kind of starting you know these other side projects right like oilers nation was a side project right? it was a idea that got uh catalyzed by the ryan smith thing we can talk a little bit yeah yeah. trade a little bit deeper uh later on that um and as that kind of took off and then oodle noodle came as a came in as an opportunity also while i was still at the bank so then you know i took that opportunity because i'm like okay well I probably have another 12 to 24 months here at the bank. So like, I need to like specialize in franchise financing. So if I'm gonna get into the franchise space, so see what a bunch of different franchise brands are, see what the franchisees of those brands like, don't like, understand the metrics of their business as I'm giving them financing. Like it was like a free education. That's that's so,
1: yeah, but that's cool to me because you you had this in the back of your mind of different things that you potentially might wanna do or what opportunities might come up. But you're taking this opportunity to learn all the different aspects of business and everything from the money side to the managing side to all that type of stuff that to me is is you being a young guy with with ambition and being relentless in in that
0: pursuit Mm -hmm. no no for sure for sure so like and it was it was so interesting because like a lot of people uh, and and i still think that's the case is like people didn't like doing franchise financing so for me everyone's just throwing the deals at me i'm like sweet sweet and just like it was good exposure, but yeah, no, it was, it was to give me that confidence too, right? Why didn't
1: they like doing, fr- and I don't know much about that, why didn't they like doing franchise financing?
0: Because uh, they do a different program. Uh, so like Government of Canada has a program called the CS Canadian Small Business Financing Loan, CSBFL, CSBFA, depending on which bank you work, yeah it's yeah. different, uh, that kind of acts like a, as a CMHC for small business loan. Okay. because okay. like... Banks don't like lending to restaurants, sure, right? So they need that security in place where the government provides that guarantee okay. to the bank to the because restaurants
1: things are very risky, very risky, right? Yeah.
0: Like it's that's that's a that is a very known, well documented yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh, so these things are in place to kind of help, and it's not just for hospitality, but other businesses get off the ground that might you know where the banks might not have that, that appetite for because like they need security, they need yeah. things they can touch, like yeah. it's very it's very tangible, like traditional. Kind of lending system, sure. um, where it's not like, well, no, this guy's got the ju- the, the juice. Well, actually, I'm going to lend to him because I believe in what he's doing. Like, right. It doesn't work like that, right? So this these programs are in place to uh, to allow that opportunity to happen, to at least get that first kind of initial. Funding. So,
1: so you were gaining such an understanding, and we'll get into Oodle Noodle in a bit, but you were just gaining this understanding of the franchising world mm-hmm. and how this all works. And that, so, I find that interesting. Let's talk about how the nation started. Sure. Take a, Do you remember the date?
0: Uh, we incorporated. No, no, Oilers no. Nation. Do you remember
1: the date? Oh, February
0: twenty seventh, two thousand seven.
1: February twenty seventh, two thousand seven.
0: Twenty eighth or something. Yeah. Well,
1: let's just say end of February.
0: Yeah. What What happened on that day, Jay? Uh, so that was the day that uh, our beloved. Ryan Smith, who was the heart and soul of the team, keep, uh, keep, at least in our eyes. Keep
1: pushing it. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> um heart and soul of the team and just the guy that took, you know, the Chris Pronger slap shot in the face uh, and came back and played. I uh, was at
1: that game oh. in the playoffs against Detroit.
0: Yeah. What a and then got
1: an assist on the winning goal in overtime. Yeah, yeah, came yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, geez, it's just yeah. such a crazy Horkoff story. scored, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh. So, yeah, so he got traded and, you know, like to kind of take it a step back. We wanted to do something. Me and my business partner wanted right. to do something online. And when we kind of just did like did like the the deep dive on like our core values, it was just like it has to be hockey. It has to be hockey. like it's got to be about. So
1: so let's back up even more. You were already involved in uh, some businesses.
0: Yeah. So like yeah yeah we can go all over. So while I was at Nate, our first business, me and my same business partner, I started the nation with. Um, we started a pub crawl company, and this is before okay. pub crawls were like mainstream. Sure right so we started a pub crawl company in the west end because we lived out in the west end and you know it was like a lifestyle thing like well we go to the bars as you know 8 19 20 21 year olds all the time well why don't we build a business off of it so it's free and not you know costing me and going into debt okay so that was the first problem to solve yeah. uh and so we did it we kind of we started with one and it went well and it's kind of snowballed and it grew from one bus to two bus to three buses and you know generating you know at that point significant revenue yeah. you know for a guy who's 1920 enough so to pay for school sure so it was paying for my fun yeah and paying for my school so yeah. it's like, very cool. smart very but, smart you know and the reason you know why i think it all worked is because like at that time like that was i was passionate like i wanted to go like i loved all that stuff so like you know we didn't have email we didn't have anything at the time like i just worked the phones call people network like but because i believed i was very excited in about this product we were building we were able to get traction and you were relentless in doing it shameless and relentless like just like yeah no and like it was you know because i the one thing you know it's it's To like relentless is a a very good word because you do need to be relentless. Uh, And if it's something that like, and and you mix it with passion, like something that you actually believe in or whatever, like it'll fuel you to be. Absolutely. Right. Like I didn't care. I was getting in your face. Absolutely. Because the minute I dragged you into this, you're going to come and shake my hand. But but
1: you use words that just a second ago that are all related because sometimes it is shameless. Right, you're saying, "Well, I was shameless. Sometimes I got to chase money for my my youth charity, yeah. and I got to be a little shameless sometimes. Yeah. But that's being relentless and a passion and a drive, yeah. and you believe in it so much mm-hmm. that you're going to go."
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, so
1: you're a young lad doing this. You build that business, and then you go on to another business, which, if I'm not mistaken, it was a blues bar.
0: Yeah, which was a yeah. mistake. Okay, we don't we're not blues people. Okay. I don't like blues music. Well, I should say I love Folk Fest. I'm sure there's some blues bands in there sure. that, I, that, that, that I've liked. But I'm 20 at this point, 23, 24, and opening a blues bar. Didn't, right. The whole the reason why we did it is we didn't want the drama of opening a bar. Okay. And so we're like, this is a safe crowd. We don't know the crowd. Like there's <laughs> there's so many reasons. Well, and also there was a hockey strike, so we couldn't do the sports bar that we wanted. Because this was in what, what Four? Field it was uh well, 03 or 04 or yeah five? it was uh 04 to yeah oh four to end of 05 okay so we were i think we were open for like 19 months or something okay. like that so you know we open up a bar that doesn't resonate with who we are right. uh and you know quickly you know doesn't go well because i didn't want to go door to door to sell a blues bar i didn't know how i all of a sudden felt anxiety and like stressed to like try to sell something like I didn't believe in. Right. Right? So you lose that relentlessness. So I didn't right. I wasn't in your face as much. Right. Cuz I was like I don't like I I don't know who to go talk to cuz this is not my world, yeah. but I also like I don't know if you're going to come here and like it cuz I don't even I don't like you it. You don't even like it. So I, like there yeah, so like so for us it was it, you know, it was it was a that was a really good learning experience to go through that. Um, I find it
1: so interesting though. and I, I'll interrupt you because and, we we talk about the 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 pub crawl thing, and maybe you've done a couple of things, and you are passionate. You're like, let's go, let's go. You get into this, going, man, ah, it might be easy. It's I don't want the drama, but there is just zero. And then the relentlessness leaves, like you just said, gone. And it didn't work.
0: Didn't work. Like in, like like future J, like current J. Just like I, you know what I would have said, still go do it because sure. it was the. The learnings from that were very – because it allowed me to kind of, do a deeper dive on myself and yeah. realize, like, why that went wrong. Because the minute that happened, you go through grief, right? Oh, so yeah. back to the bank. Yeah. Because uh, I know I could get a job there, and yeah. I need income. And I'm like – But humbling. Oh, <laughs> you like yeah, like – Fail, a very it was a very public failure, right? Yeah. Everyone goes and sees. Oh, Jay just lost his business. Like you see right. all that, you feel it, right? So, what
1: did that do to you, Jay? Though, and if you don't mind, like I don't want to get all Oprah on you, no, no. but like, what did that do to you? Do like, I have that, a that, that, I something? <laughs> I a car? Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. gets a car. That it had to be very difficult.
0: Yeah, very it was difficult. like I said, it's like it was like a grieving process, right? Because right? like it's a very public failure, so everyone looks. At you knows that, and it's like, oh, oh I'm sorry. Like, oh my god. But also at the time, initially the initial emotion and thoughts like, well, that was my chance. I tried. I was my, I failed. I'm just, now I'm gonna, I'm going back to the bank. Now you're gonna be a bank for the rest of your life. And I'm like, and that's okay. But like, you know, you had your chance and you blew it. And that's like, that's how I felt for two, three months. Uh, My Mm -hmm. business partner like went up to like get family, Toronto went and effed off and went to Toronto and just kind of regroup there. Uh, And uh, yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, we start talking again. We're like, okay, well, let's like look within. Yeah. Like, why didn't this work? It's like, well, we it's gonna be open a goddamn blues bar. Like, sure. There's a there's 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 a broom in this world for blues bars, and there's very successful run ones, but they're run by people who love the blues. <laughs> right. Who, who will be white. who will be
1: relentless in
0: doing it? They will do all the things they need to do to get the business out the ground. Right. So you know, as you kind of do on that. Okay. Well, then, cheese. Like, it has to be something that like we care about because if it doesn't work, at least we're doing something fun. Yeah. Right uh, or something that like like that scratches our itch. So like, what's the so let's do something on the internet. Well, what's the pub crawl of internets? Because clearly pub crawls worked for us. And at this point, our pub crawls are like there's big companies now that have just like taken yeah. over the pub crawls, scene, yeah. which is fine. Uh, and we're like, okay, well, online, okay, there's a way to scale. That's good. Like, what are we gonna do online? And it's just like, well, let's create something around hockey. Right. So like that was kind of laid, laid the foundation of us starting to think about it. So, like, we thought about it, we thought about what we wanted to call it, and we're just sitting there, blah, 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 blah. But then the Ryan Smith trade happens. Okay. So, we start thinking about uh, Oilers Nation maybe nine months before this happens. We're not doing anything because we're still like, we don't have any money. We don't like, we're just like thinking and thinking and talking and talking. Well, this uh, very, uh, for us, polarizing moment of uh, trading Smitty. Um, motivated was a kick in the ass to kind of like do something okay okay we need to do something let's do something online about this so we started a protest site called bring ryan home (laughs) created this um mel carton missing persons graphic put it on a t-shirt created a bunch of posters and because we were like so loud about it even though like we didn't have twitter or anything to yell through sure but like we took to the streets we put posters up people started but this uh,
1: this ended up getting on the media though Oh Did yeah, it, yeah. Like, I saw. I remember seeing all this. Yeah, no, no.
0: It got. It was yeah. getting picked up because like all of a sudden people were talking about it. We had a, a store in Kingsway want to like carry shirts for us, so we got seventy five shirts printed. They're selling our shirts, Man. And so all of a sudden like you know there's this big momentum thing, and and uh, you know in the meantime like hey okay, well we should use this as an opportunity to try to like find brand partners like because sure. like, I don't know what we're doing with this, but like there's a lot of people coming and signing this petition and like yeah. yelling in support uh, of all this. Uh, that, you know, we should, we should see what we can do around it. And, you know, in this three week span, we sold 75 t-shirts. So we thought we were Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had 30,000 people, uh, sign, which is uh, a huge number. Sign. what Crazy. Huge. Cause we don't, we don't know how many people are consuming content right. on the internet still. Like it's still that right. kind of trend. Blogs are now happening, but blogs are a dirty word. It's yeah. still about the newspaper and yeah. this and that. Like we're going through that kind of transition. And we're like, holy shit, thirty thousand people. Okay, well, there's people online. There's people online that want to consume stuff about, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, about the Oilers. Um, so, all right, we've got enough to like motivate us to go and do the things we need to do to get this off the ground. So, the things that came kind of after the fact is we found an investor to give us a small five thousand dollar check to build Oilers Nation. Okay. But that was because that happened, and then we're you know once again it Im- unlocked the relentless yeah. uh, emotion, and that we're willing to have these conversations and be like, yeah, no, we believe in this because thirty thousand people came here. I, yeah. we can do this again somehow because yeah. they're out there. There was proof of concept, proof to concept, right. and then all of a sudden I got a a call from one of the you know big bar owners being like, hey, like I like like because I sent an email, never replied, but like we saw that we saw the attention. Like I want to know what you guys are up to. Like you're up to something. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I went and the conversations Like, Kate, the minute you launch that, we'll sponsor it. So, like, the nation was a piece of paper, and so we had a title sponsor, uh, and then we had the means to actually get the site built. Okay. So now it's a race to get the site built, and that was kind of like the, you know, because of that Smitty trade, just like these series of events got unlocked because that was just the kick in the ass and kind of the aha moment of, like, right. let's go for it. Who right? was the
1: GM at the time? Lowe. Yeah. So thank you, Kevin Lowe.
0: We're, we're trying to get him We have a podcast. lot of people. We have a lot of people to think. Yeah. Well,
1: but that trade. Yeah. That trade. Which did you sorry to ask you this question. Did you
0: did you cry? I was very I was very dis- I'm was not very trying mad. to make fun of it. No, I didn't. I'm not cry, trying to make fun of it. Well seeing Smitty cry was very that was very powerful.
1: <laughs> it was powerful, but like he got made fun of a lot. Like, oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. They kind of just still like still. they'll still do that stuff, oh, yeah. right? Still. But it was emotional. And for me, uh my big one was August 9th, nineteen 19- 88 when Wayne Gretzky got Mm. traded that I was 15 years old Mm. and I cried with my mom watching the press conference so I get the emotions yeah I get the emotions of it you you so now you do you know how to build a website or you had to like put that out to somebody that's where the five grand yeah the
0: five yeah because we didn't know how to build it right Uh, so yeah no it it gave us the money to get a developer to uh, build the uh, first iteration
1: of the nation which is interesting because in 2007 uh, would have cost
0: just a few grand where now yeah.
1: it's like way more than that yeah right? like yeah yeah well it's come so
0: far right yeah 100 percent. um so yeah so it's uh so, so then we launched the nation and then kind of just from there like because we believe in the brand and what it was because like we wanted to create something that was fan focused fan first right. right as opposed to like the problem we wanted to solve with the nation is throughout our conversations was like Media just always told you what to know, told you what to think, told you what's going on. Uh, and and that's fine because they, they, you know, they're connected, but like it was missing kind of that, you know, that, that. That conversation and perspective from the fan. Sure. Right. So, like, what are
1: people talking about at work? What are people talking about having a beer at the bar? What are all that stuff?
0: We wanted to emulate the conversation that can happen around a poker table. Right. Where you have eight, because that was also a big thing. Garage poker. Every yeah. Thursday, garage poker at everybody's house. Which became like,
1: huge during the season that the NHL was not Because the going, yeah, that there's a poker, right? That's so now right. we're playing poker. Yeah. We're,
0: we're just following the, the trend. But, you know, you have six, eight guys sitting on the table all have different appetites or opinions about hockey, right? Right. One's super analytical. One's just about the violence. One's about, you know, uh, you know, the, the lifestyle of it, like everyone's kind of got a different perspective. And right now there's just (laughs) one kind of source of information they're being hit with and they have to kind of go out on their own and try to make up their own and find their own stuff. So it's like, well, we want to play be that one-stop shop that kind of tries to capture all those voices. So, you know, if you're an analytics person, we got you. If you're just a hockey lifestyle fan, we got you. Like yeah. if you're, you know, you want expert opinion piece, we've got you. Like yeah. we wanted to kind of build all those voices to identify with all the different kind of fan types there. Are. Okay,
1: so so I'm because I'm trying to figure out how you guys did this. So you you've got this idea, you've mm-hmm. got this poker table, different opinions. How do you guys then, as really as unknowns? Yeah. Go and get because then you had to go get writers essentially. Yep. Because you weren't doing video stuff then, right? No, no, no.
0: We didn't start doing video for like four or five years ago. Okay.
1: So this is all writing on Oilers Nation. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you go find those guys?
0: So there were some existing blogs out there. um, And uh, so we'd go and talk all of them. And they're just like, screw off. Like, this is my, like, I'm like, I'm gonna do my thing. Like, well, yeah. we'll actually pay you because we had some money right left yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we'll actually pay you because you're not making any money. Like, like that was kind of the thing. Like, if we pay people, they'll come. Right. Because right now they're not making anything. Right. And so we're trying to use that kind of value proposition. Everyone's telling us to f off to start. So we just had to kind of roll up our sleeves. So my partner and uh, we also brought on uh, another partner uh, who was a writer who was the editor of the Gateway at U of A. who okay. Actually knew about writing. Yeah. Wasn't a big hockey guy, but. Knew to how to write, right. and Could coach, how or whatever. How to edit? How to, how to make edit. it so, look good? So we had, cause we had to start with something, sure. Right? So we started with those those two writing, and then for us, the big thing was kind of the community piece of it was like the comment section around all this stuff. So like we would start game day articles, and then start a game day thread. Right? This is when like forms and stuff were still like yeah. they still get used, but like that was it was a different time. Forms really popular, sure. And uh, we leveraged the comment section uh, and so we would all participate on that to try to you know, create some energy and buzz around that and some life to kind of capture all those voices. So yeah. when we first launched Soilers Nation, the next day we had zero page views. We had articles going up but zero page views so that's fine. Like, <laughs> Not going to expect all of a sudden a million people show up the next day. Yeah. So on those game day threads, the three of us would get together with like five different, six different, seven different aliases and just talk to each other interesting is different characters to one another yelling this that talking about plays in the game like we just have our laptops open during every game should someone ever enter the chat or or come to the site they'd be like oh this game day article has 50 comments on it okay there's something going on Let me see what's going on and then all of a sudden is kind of that you know it took a while but uh, as soon as that kind of um effort kind of prolonged all of a sudden there'd be a name in the chat we didn't recognize we're like, okay. This is this is a person that's not us. This is crazy. Okay. Right. Well, let's now like we're flooding that person, engaging with them, and they're staying. And then all of a sudden, kind of more people show up. So we're really kind of trying to leverage that comment section to build community. I think that
1: is brilliant.
0: Yeah. It was. It was at the time like this is silly, but like we got to do it because like we need to show some life. Yeah. So but this also then gave us something to point to when we're like going and reaching out to partners. Like <clears throat> right. so now this goes back to writer recruitment. So like writer recruitment just came from once again just like approach approaching people getting in front of people like gregor at the time was the evening uh radio guy yeah jason Greger. jason Greger. yeah uh robin brownley was the head sports writer at the sun mm-hmm. uh, and then like just through like relentless uh kind of approaching and networking and conversations you know one guy where we, we we were pitching on being a sponsor he's like i'm not gonna give you guys any money i'm like okay shit but I'm going to line up a lunch with you and Jason Greger because okay. you need to talk to this guy because he's an up and comer. You know he needs to know that the internet's the future for him. Yeah, I'm going to line up a lunch for you. So, which you know, in 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 hindsight, was better than anything he could have spent with us. Sure, he wasn't going to spend a lot with us, but sure. to us, five dollars was a lot. Yeah, so he made that introduction. Then we went on the courtship of like explaining to Greger that like the internet's the future. And, you know, yes, your radio show was great, but, you know, if you can do the same thing here, think about the scale, think about this, this is where kind of consumption is going to go. And, you know, Gregor, younger at the time, was just like, okay, let's do it. Like, you know, three lunches we had to go. We we always joke about those lunches because, like, when we first came and met with them, like, greater established radio guy still young but like yeah. he's the cool guy we're just like hey like we're starting this <laughs> internet we're bloggers i guess yeah, And he's just, yeah you know kind of the funny dynamic of established media guy and just two guys that don't really know what they're doing but yeah. able to kind of sell him on the vision and get him to come aboard and like that was a catalyzing po- uh point for that site to kind of start getting traction in the market and also brownley coming in and writing and bringing his well own because audience. now
1: you've got two known entities that other guys are gonna go oh well maybe we'll We'll, you we'll got go, that we'll guy. I'll come right yeah, there. Yeah, sure. All right. There. So like, it was yeah. an
0: attraction mechanism. So then all of a sudden, okay, Now we got went from you know two people on the site that didn't really know what they're doing to now having like ten writers. Yeah. So now we have lots of content, and once we get people coming to read the site once, they're coming back. Yeah. They want to see when the next Gregor article comes, a Brownley article. Oh, I, oh, this Jonathan Willis guy. He sounds super interesting. Like I read his article. I'll go see. Like it, we started kind of just building this yeah, ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and then from there traffic comes and then with traffic, then comes revenue. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, we kind of doing it backwards. We had no traffic and trying to get revenue, but it unlocked kind of conversations to actually create content and find good content partners. So, but once again, like that doesn't happen if I'm not sitting, okay, one, one hour in the afternoon and ATB earmuffs, um, I would devote to just cold calling networking emailing yeah. yeah just to try to establish some connection yeah. telling the story of the nation
1: so in some ways though uh, this is not disrespectful i hope but you guys because you guys are working we were tr- you were doing this off the side of your desk mm-hmm. essentially right mm-hmm. when did it become okay we're leaving our full-time jobs and uh, this is now our full-time
0: job um because there's a few things because also while this is happening oodle noodles happening Right. Okay. So Oodle Noodle uh was an opportunity that got presented to us by the founder, uh, Sunny, uh, who opened the first uh Oodle Noodle location way White Ave in two thousand five. Okay. Um, and was that the first Oodle Noodle
1: anywhere in the world like that? He just started one restaurant. Yeah. Kay. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we knew Sunny <coughs> beforehand and also like Sunny opens a restaurant, you want to support Sunny, and then oh yeah. shit, actually Sunny's food's good, so now I'm just eating there three times a week. Yeah. Um, but you know, anytime Sonny you know had questions, you know we would be there to talk to him, help him, and also like I worked at the service just down the street I'd always bring people down for lunch on Saturdays or go pick up big lunch orders, so sure. like, just you know being very supportive of Sonny because when you hear Sonny's story, you want to help that guy like okay. that that like that's another that's a different conversation for another day maybe but, like, I, you know Sonny's got a very yeah. interesting story yeah um hardworking dude yeah, uh, so it's tough not to want to help Sonny. And so anyways, yeah, just throughout all that, you know, he came and sat us down one day. Is like, you know, I'm working on something big. And I'm like, that's amazing. Awesome, Sonny. Yeah. I'm like, what is it? Like, I can't tell you. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'll tell you when I'm ready. I'll tell you, I'll tell you when it's ready. And I said, okay, perfect, Sonny. So like six months fly by. Um, and uh, yeah, Sunny up there for lunch and it's, his restaurant's packed and he just gets off the line <laughs> and he sits down with us. I'm like, Sonny, what are you doing? He's like, I got to talk to him. I'm like, okay. He's like, okay, I've got my big plan. We're like, what is it, Sonny? He's like, I'm buying a factory. I said, phenomenal. What are you doing with this factory? Uh, he's like, I'm, I am I want to make noodles and sauces. I'm like, okay. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, I want you guys to grow my restaurant chain. Hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, we're not restaurant guys. You know? <laughs> And he's like, I don't care. He's like, you guys, know. I trust you. I know you. You know, I think you'll, you know, do right by me type thing. And so, okay. So then from there, like I was a big believer in the product. I was a big believer in Sunny. Um, so I felt like, you know, that that was enough to motivate me to want to kind of jump into the space and learn about it. Sure. So I'm at the bank pivoting to that. So that that happens in the uh, beginning of, sorry, it was late 2009. Okay. Um, and then, and so 2010, go to franchise financing uh, and then halfway through 2011, once the nation's kind of gotten to a point and noodle noodles now opened its first two locations, I then leave the bank okay so Can't. yeah it's kind of it's kind of because of both because I didn't want to put the burden of like having to pay me a full-time salary on the nation because sure. it's still growing and I want <clears throat> to invest every you dollar every penny in yeah into yeah. content yeah like I'm the last person that needs a dollar yeah because um, I got the bank job but you know once but then i realized, realize okay it can afford both can afford. And now if I put my full-time attention, I can actually work on like the growth and business development of the nation. Um, and then for Oodle, they're like, well, now we've got two stars and we got to, it's becoming kind of a real thing. I need to, devote more time effort and resources there just and what are you doing
1: with, with like you're just kind of running uh the franchise company. The franchise
0: so part. yeah so okay. yeah my mission for those 12 18 months was to learn as much as possible raise uh raise money um to invest to s- establish kind of the system so the franchise agreements um all the licensing agreements all the things you need to do like we spent a shit ton on legal it yeah. wasn't cheap but like yeah. you need all this stuff yeah and then also kind of establish the marketing plan and have budgets. And aside for that, for uh, kind of like the initial kind of two-year growth plan. So didn't have to, like, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a ton of money. But to me, it was like, holy, like, at the time, it felt like all the money in yeah. the world we had to go yeah. raise. But Sonny had his restaurant uh, and his other restaurant with his brother in the West End. You know, we take – Were
1: those – those those are called Oodle Noodle?
0: Yep. Yeah, so you got two of them. How many Oodle Noodles are there? We're at 18 right now, Wow! so we are uh, 16 in the Edmonton uh, and surrounding area, and now we're starting our Southern Alberta expansion, oh, so we've got cool. one in Airdrie, we got one on 17th Ave in Calgary, yeah. we're about to start construction on our second Calgary store next month, Wow! so Calgary's kind of the big focus uh, for us from a growth perspective, uh, there's a few more stores that we're going to open in Edmonton, um, but uh, now, you know. We have to be mindful of our franchisees. We're not going to open fifty little noodle noodles in Edmonton, right? I, they wouldn't survive. Like, they yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. You know, yeah. It gets, there's not enough people here yeah. to serve. But uh, yeah, no, we're getting close to our saturation point here. So we're working on some things behind the scenes to to consolidate our supply chain, so we can go to like remote areas, like Grand. I shouldn't say it, like Grand Prairie is remote, but for us, yeah. it feels like it's remote, sure. given how our delivery system is currently in place. Yeah, our delivery system is Sunny driving his van. Wow, Sunny for t- all of it. <laughs> Sonny's crazy. He's like he just he's crazy in, in the best way. I should
1: I gotta get Sonny on the Relentless podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably have to come and, and, and kind of help support him uh, on that. But yeah, like he's like Nate. Nate came and wrote a beautiful article, uh, kind of about him and his story. But uh, you know me and me and his wife behind the scenes are like, okay, hey, we gotta like wind something down. Yeah. But just Sonny cares. Yeah, he wants to be in every store. Yeah, the franchisee has one minor complaint about something. He like takes it to heart. I've right. like, failed you, and I'm but, like, no, but, it's minor, and we but that's, can fix it.
1: That's such a beautiful thing, and it's it's it also the combination of you guys and him. Like that's that's why this has become so successful, you know. Because yep. there's people that care, a lot of love, a lot of love, and people that care. Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. Back to I, – I do love how we're jumping around. I hope you're okay with that. Back to nation. Well, I hope you're okay with that. I'm that's, totally that's okay That's the with only that. way I operate. If uh, anyone
0: listens to our podcast, it's never on the rails. That's all right, man.
1: <laughs> um, so you we've got the Oilers Nation going, but then you start expanding this mm-hmm. because there's also, if I'm not mistaken, Flames Nation, mm-hmm. which disgusts me, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Canucks Nation, which doesn't disgust me as much. Jets Nation, yep. which doesn't disgust me. What other – Leaves. Oh, uh, that doesn't disgust me,
0: but I'm like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. It's, yeah, so we, like, obviously, with the, the, we kind of established a model in Edmonton, so we started scaling it out to other uh, Canadian markets. Do you have for
1: Senators and
0: Canadians as well? So we don't have a HAB site yet. <clears throat> uh, it's. We want to acquire one. We're working on that. We, okay. I feel like starting uh, new there would be very challenging. Yeah. Um, Sends. We have a show. We don't have a site. Okay. So we uh, we partnered up with Brent Wallace and uh, former NHLer Bobby Ryan. Yeah. Uh, who played for the Sens and launched yeah. a show called "Coming in Hot," which okay. is a famous tagline of Bobby Ryan's when he got traded to to the Sends. Yeah. So we got a show property and a YouTube channel. Cool. In uh, in, in Ottawa. And, then and Bobby Montreal,
1: Ryan has quite. A story himself man that must be an interesting guy to know
0: yeah yeah and i'm looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better uh uh yeah, everything's just been like kind of trans. like Brent knew him i'm like okay hey, well, let's bring him in like you know yeah. and it was just all about kind of show development but yeah. i'm gonna be uh going to the draft for the first time so i'm going down oh, to that's Nashville exciting. to the draft at the end of the month and bobby lives down there cool so i'm hoping we can go for lunch and actually kind yeah. of start chumming it up uh well, that's cool so you've got personal. those and
1: and and how did you? It was a sim- similar idea, Jay, where like, okay, let's say and I'm just going to use it, the Flames. You do Flames Nation. Now you've got to get a hold of, of writers to write on the Flames because I'm assuming the Edmonton guys aren't writing on the Calgary guys. Or, so now you've got all these different writers mm-hmm. in all these different cities that are, and it's just so team-focused and essentially for the fans, right? Yep. How long did it take to establish each of those cities or did they jump on
0: pretty quick? Um, well, it was, it was nice to be able to point to Oilers Nation. Yeah, absolutely. Right It's like, so like, hey, like, like we did it, like it worked. Here's some of the names, and like, because now these names are, you know, again, known. proof of concept, proof of co- right. proof of concept. So like, you know, we will pay you, and like, we can prove to you that we'll pay you because we've got an operating yeah. entity here. This yeah. isn't all just make believe. Uh, so yeah, that, that that helped us onboard writers uh, in all those markets. And then the thing, like, the biggest challenge is like, we're just such passionate Um and. You know the things, and, and, and we have a very strong understanding of the market, so we're we're we able to go way deeper with Oilers Nation, sure, right? Because it's more than just a website. You know, it's website, it's it's big social media, it's it's podcast, it's shows, it's events, it's travel, it's clothing, yeah. Like it's this it's this thing. It's a machine. Right? It's a brand. Yeah. <clears throat> so like to go and just do the same thing in Calgary is a bigger challenge because you need that. Like yeah, we can find writers, but we need those like. Powerful, like passionate, like influencers to come yeah. into the brand. Need all you guys and drive all that stuff. So those took a like from a content perspective, we were able to scale all that out really good and actually start to get traction, get really good traffic on all that sites on, on all those sites. Like they're the, they they they're the number one independent in the markets that they're in. Um, so we we're able to get to that. But now, like for the last couple of years, it was like the mission is like, okay, now we have to like fully. Repeat and scale what we do in like uh, like we've done with others' nation. So we're now start like we we've started the, the, those projects a few years ago. And we're now starting to see those elements now, and that like that really strong community yeah. form in yeah. these other markets. Because like, do
1: you do you have people in each city that are like running it for you?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have like a site. We'll have a specific team site editor. Um, we'll have a sh- like a, a show producer for any of the shows that kind of fall under those yeah. brands. And then we'll have some of manage the managers of social media. Yeah.
1: And then what are you guys, because I mean, obviously you guys make all your money off of advertising. Do you, I'm assuming you have an and travel
0: sal- and clothing. Okay. And, but, sure. But, but that's not like we're scaling that out. That's all basically from Edmonton first. And then, okay. yeah.
1: But originally it was from advertising. So, I mean, who's doing all the sales here? You in the beginning. Initially. Yeah. Initially. Right.
0: Yeah. So now, <clears> so like to kind of talk about the current state of the nation. So we have all of our team site communities. So like, the 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 roll up company is the Nation Network. Underneath it, we have three like kind of pillar brands. Um, so we have our team sites, which is like the Oilers Nation, uh, Flames Nation, Canucks Army, Leafs Nation thing. Then we have Daily Face Off. So Daily Face Off was a fantasy site that we acquired. That's like a huge traffic uh, producer, um, and also has a really good league wide brand. So over the last couple of years, we've added uh, a very strong league wide content plan to it. So okay. we brought on Prank- Frank Saravali. Yeah. Uh, former TSN guy, president of hockey writer association. We partner up with him. He's the president of hockey content for DFO, and now we're kind of building out its article show presence. Sure, sure. Um, And then we've got Hockey Fights OG site. Uh, we acquired in twenty fourteen. My middle uh,
1: boy is on there a couple
0: of times. Oh. He played in the dub for oh, a well, while. Yeah, yeah, then we got him. So uh, when
1: you're working with the NHL, when you're working with teams, what uh, like what's the relationship like?
0: Yeah, so you know we we've. Like, we were operating kind of with our heads down and probably in the gray area a little bit, but, uh, you know, we've, because of kind of getting to some kind of point and size, you know, we start showing up on radars and start getting, you know, approached. Yeah, yeah. While
1: you're you're getting noticed. We're getting noticed, which is
0: great. So, you know, we got reached out to by the NHL uh, wanting to talk, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, what have we done? Something wrong. We've done something good or bad. We're going to NHL jail. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Even though I have, like, nothing has suggested that. But, uh, anyways, we go end up having a call with uh, the NHL, and it was, like, very interesting because I went in there nervous and scared and because they have full control. They could just tell me to F off into the night, right? Right, right. But instead, uh, you know, one of the the lead guys in the call actually was from Edmonton originally. And just like went on this rant about how he's been, you know, a reader of Weather's Nation since day one. Oh, and cool. He really likes what we're doing.
1: The Relentless Podcast is brought to you by UCAN you Youth Services, which I am very proud to be a part of. You Can Youth Services is an organization that helps young people move out of harm's way and onto a path of economic independence. If you want to learn more about the incredible work that we do with some very vulnerable young people, please go to www.ucan.ca that's www.youcan.ca And you uh, are involved in many, many different things. When you when Ryan Smith got traded, I'm assuming you did not realize this was going to lead. Down many paths, many roads to different businesses because you've got your your websites, you've got your restaurants, you are now doing some some uh, building development stuff. You're in the bed and breakfast business. Uh, what don't you do,
0: Jay? What don't you do, man? <laughs> uh, I don't travel enough. Um, mm. like you probably I don't, don't
1: take holidays. Like I used to. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's. Um, it's it's kind of interesting to frame it like that, right? Like that, that, that one moment in time that kind of lit us uh, the fire under our butts to kind of go and build this thing that then kind of then unlocked us other opportunities. It's kind of actually wild. It's like a when I mean, you kind of build the- If you put the tree. The growth tree out, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. like, hey, somebody gets traded tree and now yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. what trickles down from that.
1: The, the trade tree.
0: The tree tree, yeah. But hat. it's for
1: your business. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. So yeah, it's it's kind of, when you say it like that, I, it just kind of makes me kind of take a pause and kind of think about kind of, wow, like, yeah, what let, spawned from that. Um, I think ultimately it all, like, you know, Oodle Noodle and The Nation are like projects that I really believe in that, you know, have scale to it. And, uh, you know, ultimately like The Nation has sold, even though I still am CEO and I still, I own a bunch of shares in the company that yeah. acquired us. So I'm still like, Every all everything from ownership, I still feel like it's my baby. Yeah, um, but I know at some point I'll be able to like step back, right? And maybe just focus on Edmonton. Same with Little Noodle, like take it to a point and then step back, right? And, you know, all these bigger projects, you know, they're unlocking the means to kind of like work on like the next chapter, right? And, you know, at my core, I'm a passionate Edmontonian. That's mm-hmm. why I love the Oilers. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the River Valley. That's yeah. why, you know, I love, you know, all the things that uh, about Edmonton that I find fantastic. Um, and even to, once again, go off the rails and sidetrack, you know, things that we've built within our business to even reference Edmonton, like, one of the things we did from a travel perspective with the nation is the nation audience is worldwide, right? Right, like it's not just Edmonton, Northern no. Alberta. It's one of my best
1: friends in Belfast listens. To, he is a huge Edmonton Oilers.
0: Fan. There you go. Yeah, right. So like, you know, we've got huge audience in Germany, Scandinavia. Yeah. Yeah. So we do travel and bring them to Edmonton, right? And show them Edmonton. Right? And they all leave here being like, "Holy crap, Edmonton's amazing, yeah. and the people of Edmonton are awesome." Cause that all kind of goes back to like, what our like true ultimate core value is and that's Edmonton. Yeah. So all these things we do kind of trickle back to kind of like that, you know, the, the overarching passion project, which is doing stuff and trying to put Edmonton on the map. So, you know, we do the, the River Valley company, which is the company we formed to start uh, doing things in the River Valley was born out of two things living in Rossdale Great neighborhood, right near the baseball stadium was yep. great. Could walk to games, yep. have a few beers. Yeah, to the and walk back. River Hawks now. Go River yep. Hawks, caca. Yep. Um, you know, Nation and Noodle are both big supporters of the River Hawks. Awesome. Very excited for this season. We're doing a kind of a home run derby thing cool. that you'll see on Follow Night Nation Real Life. You'll see they're working on a home run derby. No one thinks they can hit the ball out of the park. I think there's a you chance. I don't well, know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It's a big rip. Yeah. If I pull it down left field, 325. You, I might. you might. I haven't swung a bat in six years, seven this years. This is anyways. so
1: Dave Portnoy right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I got to try. I got to try. It. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. So it's going to lead up to us actually doing it at one of the games, yeah. I think, on August 3rd. But anyways, uh, big support of local sports. Got a big partnership with the Stingers yeah. uh, and whatnot. But anyways, the issue with Rossdale was, if you wanted to go do anything, You have to get in your car and drive up a hill and go for a meal, go for this, go for that. And so like, man, there's no amenities in the River Valley. Then, you know, everything kind of flows through our different businesses. So go back to nation time, our nation talk. And, you know, we're working with now, at the time it was called Edmonton Tourism. Now it's called Explore Edmonton, for which I'm proudly a board member of, which is very exciting to see where that's gone. But uh, we would see how they would market Edmonton. And everything is around the river valley. Right. And I'm like, there is, outside of going for a beautiful run, yeah. a walk, sure, yeah. a picnic, yeah. there's nothing like keeping you down there. Like, if you go, if a bunch of buddies for a long walk or or a bike ride or, like, where do you go get a beer or a right. sandwich, a coffee, right. or this or that, like, there's nothing. And also, like, someone lives in Rossdale, I can't walk anywhere. Yeah. So, you know. They're, they're, like that, I just always found that so confusing. And like, hey, like you're thinking, you're percolating. And then also like, at that point, I was able to travel a little bit more. And then you see like, you know, you go to Nashville and this is, the Nashville's blown up a lot since uh, this time, but like there's an area called uh, Midtown. Is it Midtown? Yeah, I think it's Midtown. And now these bars have like blown up and there's like all this additional infrastructure added to them, but they're all in houses. There was this like row of houses. There are all these cool little bars, right. little live music thing, I'm like, right. man, A business in a house is so cool. That is cool. So anyways, kind of, you know, this is kind of how the birth of our first River Valley Company project uh, came to be. was just like this traveling and seeing all this cool stuff happening in houses, being in the River Valley and not having any amenities to serve the people down there and also that live there and also come down there or give reason, more reason for people to come down there, kind of sparked kind of this little brick project. We found out about this house that's in Riverdale Uh, that's got this amazing history attached to it um, that's just sitting there like being ran like a frat house uh, you know overgrown and this and that and just like kind of just not being treated right because the original family had sold the house and the people that were owning the house were thinking about doing a development or something like that and so there was an opportunity to buy it because you know it had this it also had commercial zoning because it's like this crazy old 1905 house so this crazy like archaic zoning that doesn't exist anymore, it had it, which would allow us to put a business in sure. it. So we're like, okay, well, we have the nation, it has the ability to pay rent, so if we buy the house and we put the nation in, it could pay the mortgage. Now we can try and come up with some kind of amenity on yeah. the main floor yeah. and not be, you know, it having to have to pay some crazy rent to, at the same time while it's figuring itself out. So, you know, the history of the house is, Riverdale used to be a brickyard, the owner of the brickyard, his name was J.B. Little, and this was J.B. Little's house. So we started Little Brick Cafe. Nice. Um, and started doing the, the branding around the, that. The family came to us, gave us a bunch of photos to kind of put in there and paintings oh, and stuff awesome. in that. So you know, it took us six six months or so. Uh, like we opened it, and people started showing up, great. But like, what does it need to be? So yeah. we found out that you know we thought it was gonna be a sandwich place and. Coffee and 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 would work in a, once we got our licensing a, a, an alcohol program, and then all of a sudden we kind of realized actually like this is a brunch place. People are coming for like they want the, they always ask them what's brunch like the one brunch or breakfast item we have is selling. So like we pivoted to be a brunch spot uh, with you know muffins and this and that. But yes, still have an alcohol program and 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 and, and strong coffee program, and, and 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 that's kind of allowed us to kind of build little brick in terms of what its offering is. Uh, and give it the time to do that by not having to have pay rent and then once it kinda of started becoming a business, slowly start changing, adding rent to it and yeah, yeah. you know, improving the economics of the, the real estate investment well, if you will. Developing
1: it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And now, you know, Little Brick, you know, the greatest joy that uh, I get from Little Brick is when you go into the, it's got this big, awesome big yard, right? In the summer, it's it's a rocking place. And when you see, like, huge, like, bike gangs, when I say bike gangs, cyclist yeah, gangs, yeah, like, yeah. bikes just, like, piled up against the fence, and they're all just sitting, like, around, like, like put, like, two, three picnic tables together, and they're crushing scones, and yeah. some are having cider, and some are having coffees, and yeah. they're like, I'm like, this is exactly what this was That's what you envisioned. designed for, right? Yeah. Like, and also, you know, the, with tourism in mind as well, because activating the river Valley, like if they're wanting to send people in the river Valley, now they've got somewhere to go yeah, and eat. Yeah. So that was kind of an interesting, uh, experiment, which is now, you know, been like kind of a litmus test to actually form now. What is now the river Valley company where we've now yeah. done another development down the street where we did the, we've got dog patch, which is the, uh, the, uh, bistro kind of pub. I say kind of pub. Cause it's like, it's not pub focused, but you know, Beers on tap, and, yeah, you know, yeah. cocktails and stuff. Yeah. But, like, we we were more food than booze there. Yeah. And then a bakery because we also canvassed the neighborhood of, like, what do you guys need? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. We want a place to get bread. Okay, sure. well, here's a little bakery. Yeah. Um, and then second floor, put the nation in there, Oodle Noodle's in there. Um, and, you know, that helps, you know, the economics of the building. And then the, the next experiment is we have two bread and breakfast suites on the uh, third floor. Thinking that, you know, it's in the River Valley. We think people want to stay in the River Valley. And if we can bundle it with these amenities, like, oh, if you stay here, you can get free breakfast there. You get free baking sent up for the bakery in the morning. Like, we think there's like a value proposition there that ultimately if it, uh, I shouldn't say if, because it's been, we're 18 months into that project and it's been working well. Uh, So as we continue on and kind of uh, unlock the circumstance, you know, there's now the motivation to want to do like a boutique hotel. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. So, you got a lot going on, Jay. A lot. Mm-hmm. You're a smart guy. Mm-hmm. No, you are.
0: I, you are. I, I work I, with smart people.
1: But that makes you smart, though. That makes you smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, knowing,
0: knowing what you don't know is actually very important. That's a very, very important skill to have.
1: We end every podcast with what I we call the relentless quiz. Okay. And this is scientifically put together. We've had a lot of researchers <laughs> do it and stuff. And essentially what it is is it – Shows uh, or tells us uh, the list me and the listeners if you are relentless. Oh, jeez! So I better be. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I need to be.
1: I can't. I Maybe can't I can say, be more. I can't see what's going to happen. Uh, I got to put my glasses on, Jay, because I'm it's old. It's Very and it's scientific, and, and it's, <laughs> exactly, man. And with scientific things, uh, okay. <clears throat> are you ready?
0: Hit me. Are you
1: nervous? Like, yeah, no, I might no, be
0: more nervous <clears throat> in my conversation with the NHL. No. <laughs>
1: This And this might be more important. Okay, here we go. Fruits or vegetables? Oh, fuck. Fruits. Okay. City or countryside?
0: Oh, man. I love both. Uh, I can't. How do I – do I have to give you a definitive answer? I need an answer, Jay. Uh, I'll have to say – I'll, I'll say I'm 51% city, so okay. you have to – You're going city. I love city. the countryside. Okay.
1: Dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen? Dirty kitchen. Okay. Salty or sweet? Oh, man, I love both. Uh, I'm a
0: sweet tooth. Okay. Morning or night? Uh, I am uh, I'm a morning person. I'm, I'm my most productive in the morning. Okay. Favorite comedy movie? Oh man, you put me on the spot. Uh, I'll I'll just yeah I'll just say old school. Old school, great movie. Yeah, it's kind great of yeah, it started a whole new genre of yeah. comedy. Yeah, big party or
1: small gathering. Uh,
0: well, I wasn't the pub crawl business. I was a big party guy. Yeah. Now I'm a small gathering. Yeah, because you're older. I do have I do have like the the, the, the appetite for big party has not gone away. Uh, but yeah, now I'm, uh, D- small, different small.
1: responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, phone in the
0: bathroom or no phone in the bathroom. Oh, uh, so if you can ask my girlfriend my, uh, my phone, uh, me being on my phone is a, is an issue. Yeah. Okay. So phone in the bathroom, efficient use of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I phone calls while I drive, like what can I do yeah. with yeah. this kind of downtime, if you will. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, Favorite love song of all time.
0: Man. Uh, there's so man. There's so many like songs throughout my life that like like that that, that one, like there's the Shania Twain one, you're still the one. Okay. Uh, like and that was a part of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, there's Spice Girls, yeah. "Viva Forever," which wow. I think is a love
1: song. I'm loving that you brought the Spice Girls. Into well, this. Spice okay.
0: Girls were very influential because, like, I came right in the wheelhouse yeah. of my impressionable years. So yeah. I love the Spice Girls nice. so much. So in, in high school, we formed the Spice Boys, so we all were. <laughs> so I was, I was Scary Spice. Nice of the of the. So I was. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I
1: love it. We'll leave it there. We're just going to leave it oh, there, and, uh, which I Oh, uh, and Backstreet is great.
0: Boys, if uh, I Want It That Way as a love okay. song, then it, it, I don't care if it is. That song is okay. classic. Okay.
1: Fantastic. Uh, a couple more questions left. Cake or pie? Oh,
0: man. Uh, cake. Yeah, no. The initial answer is cake, cake, but I am becoming more and more a pie guy. Okay, but you
1: got, you're going to go with cake.
0: I'm going with cake. Okay. Uh,
1: last question. Think about this one a little bit. Describe your relentless podcast experience in four words.
0: Uh, great conversation. That's two words. <laughs> Doesn't need four.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go,
0: Jay. I appreciate you being
1: on here. Where can we find you or your thirty-seven different things that you're involved with? Like, do you want to, you know, where can we find you personally, or do you, you know,
0: personally, you can just see me driving around in the in my nation in bronco. the nation uh, bronco, yeah, yeah. No, I hang my hat at our office down at the Umperville block, which is where the nation and Oodle Noodle HQ is. Uh, so that's where Dog Patch and Bread and Butter is. Um, so if you want to follow kind of the we have uh, on Instagram at Edmonton River Valley is the account that's kind of the, the company main company account, and then like Little Brick, Dog Patch, and Bread and Butter are kind of sub brands in their own accounts as well. Uh, you know, Dutchess Bake Shop. That's my I'm 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 behind I'm the shadow CFO. I'm behind the scenes. Check, my check. girlfriend, uh, my partner, girlfriend, yeah. business partner now, and Garner, who is the founder of Dutchess, one of the founders. Sorry, I should say co-founder. Um, they're running. They're the yeah. They're the they're the juice behind yeah, yeah. behind all the good stuff that happens there, and then yeah. Oh, well, there's, the, oh, there's Nation mean, Nation Network. You just got to look that up. Oodle, Oodle, Oodle Noodle nation. Flames come nation. Come and see us in one and of our sixteen Edmonton area locations. Oodle. We appreciate the support. One thing we're gonna start doing with Oodle Noodle again. I got so sucked away, and this is just me being candid. I got so sucked away after the sale of the Nation for the first kind of year, um, kind of lost touch with like working on like the important brand elements of Oodle Noodle. Now that I got a little bit of time, I'm excited to get back at that. Like yeah. you know, working with you can like yeah. we did and doing more of those kind of. We just it slowed down and, and I'm not happy with it, so we're gonna fix that. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. time now. I have time and it, it shouldn't all. I shouldn't be the stopgap on it, but unfortunately, you know, Oodle Oodle are small, we're little a small just a bootstrap small, you know, six person company, right? Um, so I actually need to put more time, which it's happening this summer, so which I'm is good. Which started. is good. It's and important then- to me.
1: It is important work, and I think uh, again back to the the so pro Edmonton, Jay. It's you you you've definitely shown that and displayed that in in not only your your entrepreneurial things, the businesses that you do, the way that you do bring Edmonton back into some of the stuff that is more on an international scale, but with your philanthropy philanthropy work in this community. And I know that we we were you know, lucky enough to receive some of that generosity and it's appreciated. So, um, this has been a real pleasure talking to you, getting to know you a little bit more. Um, I hope that it's been good for you. Yeah, no, Uh, it's it's
0: been, yeah, always. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, this was fun. It's, it's weird always kind of talking about yourself, but I understand like we've done a lot of stuff and there's some stories in there that I think, you know, there's some that, that, that should be shared because, you know. To, to kind of reference the relentless thing that, yeah. like, it is a key component to kind of get to where we are, right? Yep. Like
1: It is the key component. And to me, you have been very successful in your life, uh, but you've had to be relentless to do it. You're, you are a smart guy. You're a creative guy. You've surrounded yourself with some other smart, creative people. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for you moving forward. And maybe we can do some more work together uh, in the future. For sure. Uh, We're always looking for some sponsorship for our Comedy Nights fundraiser. You can count
0: on us. Um,
1: And we'll make some stuff happen. But uh, listen, uh, we we know where we can find you on the socials. And and, uh, especially the nation ones are easy to find. You just got to Google that stuff. They they
0: blast me. They take compromising clips of me and put them up there. There so you go. It's all good.
1: Um, but thank you so much. And if you folks want to check into us, we are at www.ucan.ca and on all the socials it's at ukanem and me personally, it's mostly on Twitter, is at Kyle Dubay. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you being here.
0: Honestly, thanks for having me. That was great chatting. All right.
1: This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.